How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there, everyone. We're locked in for episode 226 of Locked On Thunder, presented by the Norman Transcript. I'm your host, Fred Katz. Locked On Thunder is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Head out to iTunes, search Locked On Thunder, subscribe to the podcast there. Like I've said the last few shows, if you want to leave a review once you're on there, those are super helpful. Five-star reviews are obviously really nice if you're feeling real generous and you enjoy the show. You can find us on audioboom.com too. You can log on to normantranscript.com. Check out my blog, Thunder Road. It's under the sports tab on the site. See all my Thunder coverage there, so free agency coverage or whatever else you might be looking for. normantranscript.com slash sports slash Thunder Road. First, my guest today, another Josh Eustace podcast, as you might be able to tell from the title or from what you saw on Twitter or whatever it was. Uh, so Josh Eustace is on. Third time I've had Josh on. Josh and I obviously just have a strong, strong dislike for each other. So excuse the obvious animosity that you might be able to hear during the podcast. You can, you can really tell it come through at times. Also, another quick announcement. I've been on Monday, Wednesday, Friday since, you know, a little bit before free agency started. I'm going to go back because we're kind of in the dead period now. I'm going to go back to Tuesdays and Thursdays. So starting next week, I'm still going to have a Friday episode this week. But starting next week, I'm going to start going to Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. So I'll still be on weekly a couple of times. It's just going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Again, like I did with the emergency podcasts or stuff like that, like when Robertson signed or when Patterson signed or when the Paul George was traded to the Thunder, I'll be open for an emergency podcast in case, you know, Russell Westbrook signs an extension or the Thunder make a big move that involves something else or something like that. I'll be podcasting right away if something like that happens. If anything big happens, I I will be there. Had a long conversation with Josh coming up. That was about a ton of different things. We talked about goals for the upcoming season and Josh told a Steven Adams fight story and the Westbrook extension and Paul George and 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 some funny locker room stories and then we and then we just kind of veered off into talking about Lonzo and Lavar Ball somehow, but a fun podcast as it always is with Josh. Before we get to my conversation with Josh, though, I just want to take a quick second to talk about SeatGeek because buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest ways I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek to buy tickets to Paul McCartney on Monday night. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. 
Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Now listen to this because the promo code has actually changed from what it used to be. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-B-A. It used to be L-O-Thunder. It's L-O, like locked on, NBA now. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Quick break, and then let's get to the conversation with Josh. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Maybe 50% would get it, and the other 50% would just have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I said raw dogging on the podcast. I don't even think you probably avoid that. I said that the next day, like... Mm. So many people were tweeting at me yeah, about yeah. my use of raw dog raw on the dog, podcast, yeah. and now we're using it again. This is recording. We're good. Oh, raw. yeah. We've said raw dog in quite a few times already. <laughs> are you are you the first Thunder player to say raw dogging in an interview? You know, I wish I could say with confidence that I am, but I haven't listened to all Steven's interviews yeah. yet. <laughs> it's extremely true. You probably slipped it in somewhere. He totally, he totally could have said raw dog. So I'm here, I'm here with Josh Eustace. Podcast, Houston's podcast number three. Mm-hmm. We're here in the summer. We got no notes. Three too many, if you ask me. <laughs> we got we got no notes. We got nothing. We're uh, we're we're what's we're, what's uh, what's the term to describe we're what we're doing? We're raw dog in the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's talk. About what was uh, how's your summer going, man? It's good. Uh, it's been busy, crazy busy. Obviously, with summer league and everything, and then I just got back into OKC. This past weekend, I was up home in, uh, at home in Montana, and I had my uh, my first basketball camp. Like four days, it was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was strongly considering going out to Montana. Like, oh really? Paying for the flight, mm-hmm. standing in the back, and just heckling you as right. you're trying to instruct all the kids. I like to think that I've built up enough of um, a following out there that you would be either arrested or shot on sight. I can only hope. What are what are like Montana? Montana's super conservative. What are like Montana gun it's laws? Red. It's red. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not uncommon for like I remember growing up. You would see. Um, you definitely didn't see this in New York. I'm sure growing up, but like pickup trucks on the back windshield, people would put gun racks, and I like it was not uncommon for me to be driving around town and see like rifles on these gun racks on the back windows of trucks. Like that's just how it is. Like, is they're just kind of a part of life. They're everywhere. Yeah, definitely did not. Have no, that. no, 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 no. Or if you did, the police weren't far behind. Yeah, could have that. In, <laughs> could have that in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I mean, but Oklahoma's like I don't know. Oklahoma's different. Like we don't have this in Montana. We don't have the signs on the doors that say "No weapons allowed inside." Like, is that a thing here? You haven't seen that? No. Go to like most stores, and on the front door there will be a little sign that says "No weapons allowed." Montana, like, they just like, have ones that say "Most weapons allowed." Right, people walk exactly. out with like grenades. Exactly, it's like most, but and then it's like this small list of like grenades, rocket launchers. It's like you know, it's like those like turrets. really old cartoons where people would like go to pawn shops to buy mm-hmm. grenades. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's that that no. that makes sense. Montana is great, man. I you know always fun going home. How was the camp? It was awesome. How we were the kids? Like, they were great. We had like 155 kids, three gyms, four days, ages nine through 17, which is awesome. No problems. It was kind of crazy because like we, man, like we went, <laughs> we went over like all these possible worst case scenarios for how the camp would go or like what could possibly happen. Like, oh, kid gets hurt. We know how to handle it. You know what I mean? Like so, such and such, like a kid, you know, we had buses shuttling kids around. Kid, you know, doesn't 
get on the bus. We've had all these like scenarios set for all the worst things that could happen. And then on the first day, a water main burst at the main gym. And so we lost all water. And it was like 95 degrees. And there's no, they didn't turn the AC on in the gym. So like no water and no toilets for like four hours. So so the money I paid to, to that water main burst. Went, <laughs> was that to, you? Yeah, it went yeah. to good use. Yeah, so that, that was one of those things where it was like we did, we're not prepared for that. And then another thing, we had like a lice scare at the elementary school gym, right? Like things that never crossed our mind as a possibility. Did you used to have lice checks when you were a kid in school? No, because I kept myself clean. No, everyone used to everyone, have lice no, checks in my school. I don't remember those We used all. to like once a year they would come in. There was this company called Lysenders, mm-hmm. very appropriately named. Yeah. And they would have, they would come in and they would do like a lice check in your hair. But it was great. It was like yeah. a head massage. So I used to go to the back of the, I used to like yeah. scramble to the front of the line and then try to go to you the back the of the line so I could get a second yeah. lice check. You were probably the gross kid that, you know what I mean, that like. Never had lice. Failed the lice test every time. Never had lice. <laughs> very proud of that. It's the oh, first I- thing. All I think when I hear lice is the South Park episode about the lice. I have not seen that. You haven't seen All right, well. Highly recommend that you watch the lice episode. That's uh, the first thing on my resume is never had lice. And the objective on my resume is to never have lice. To never have lice. Well, you're lucky you didn't come to my elementary school camp. The gym yeah, there. exactly. It turned out to be a false alarm, but everybody was freaking out for like a day. Did you bring like extra, was it peanut butter or mayo? I think it's mayo that you're supposed to use. I feel like it could be peanut butter. Mayo, like drown them or something like that. (laughs) I guess (laughs) mess another room. (laughs) I can only assume. That's such a weird thing. No, it was all stuff that like we never even considered as a possibility of happening, and you, everything went like that's the stuff that. Happened. Were you in Montana when you found out about Paul George, or you were in Orlando? I was in Orlando. Yeah. So how was that? Crazy. It was. I mean, it was weird. Like I, I didn't believe it at first. It's kind of a funny story. Like, you know, the, the week leading up to like this uh, when the trades would begin. Uh, Domas and I were like in summer league training camp together and we were just like joking like oh seeing all these like trade rumors like oh ha 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 like such and such is rumored to be meeting with uh, the team like oh man careful you might get traded joking with each other and then I was texting with him because I had seen like the Thunder meeting was uh, power forward and I was like oh ha ha Domas like careful you could be traded and I kid you not five minutes later he texts me he's like bro I just got traded to Indiana like stop you're kidding me i was like no that's a joke like obviously this is just an elaborate prank by our lithuanian prankster but <laughs> and then i i hop on twitter and it's everywhere of course and of course i felt bad after that but so everybody tells me like everyone with the thunder mm-hmm. who i talk to i feel like you're the same everyone with the thunder who i talk to when i mentioned the paul george one of the first things they mention is man i'm gonna miss Domas. No, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna miss Domas like crazy. He was the best. I'm gonna miss Victor. Like both those guys are great. Like, but yeah, Domas was Domas was funny. He was a good kid. Um, he's gonna be really good. Yeah, I'm bummed that he you know had to leave, but that's just the nature of the business. What kind of player do you think he's gonna be? It's a good question. I mean, I think he could be for. He has the ability to you know as the league's developing here. Obviously, like the four position is changing a lot. Like it's turning into. Every team wants to switch one through four nowadays. I think Domas has the ability to get to that point where it's like he could be, with his size, he can still play a faster-paced game. You know what I mean? He can pick and pop. Um, he's know, quicker he's, than people. No, say. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, like, he's got. He's not fast. No, for he's sure. got pretty good foot speed. But all you need from a, like a four man like that size is to be able to like contest a shot and to be able to funnel a ball handler to where you want him to go. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we're not going to throw him out there and be like, all right, here, go guard Steph. 
and shut them down one on one. It's more of like you know, what I mean, it's team team defense. Like, all right, we want you to you know funnel him to where we want him to go, and but he, he's totally capable of that. And you know, what I, mean? I think he's as he played more and more throughout the year, he got more confident too. Like, um, but I, again, people forget the kids. You know, he just turned twenty one. Like, that's what I think a lot of people forget is how young. How young he is, he's still a kid. He's still got some growing up to do. Well, so, like, what's funny is, like, the comparison that I always made for Domas. Like, I mean, people mm-hmm. talk about, like, best-case scenarios mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And the guy who I always said was, like, I feel like he could be, like, a better dribbling and better passing Patrick Patterson. Yeah, and I then, could, yeah. And then you guys went and actually went, got yeah, Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like the, the Thunder were looking for that fit. They didn't right. quite have it in Domas. And then they somehow got Patterson right. to take it. Take it for the mid-level. For sure, yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, I haven't met Patrick yet because he's, you know, everybody's off doing their thing this summer and I was gone when he was here. But, you know, really talented player. And I think Domas, of course, yeah. Domas could definitely be to that level. Absolutely. You know, so. Give me give me your favorite Domas moment. My favorite Domas moment? Or Vic moment. You or can pick Vic one. moment. Well, my favorite Vic moment, there's multiple moments with Vic is like, I'm sure it's no surprise to anybody Vic likes to sing. Right. I mean, it's of course. pretty known. Yeah. But like, you go into the locker room and it's like post game you're like trying to yeah. get you're trying to get like sound, sound from Russell mm-hmm. or or Ennis or whomever else and it's not that. No, you're it's Kenneth up. talk Ennis like talking in the background of Victor it's blasting Victor concert, music yeah. and singing on the top of the box <laughs> well, every single He time. has his own songs that he's recorded like and produced and everything. And yeah, so he plays those in, he plays those in the locker room all the time. <laughs> so like at the practice facility so I mean that you would walk in and like just Victor, and he's walking and be like, "Oh, I, you'd hear music, not see anybody, but you'd know exactly who's in the locker room." Victor, it's funny because like Vic, Vic is kind of shy mm-hmm. in some ways, but with that, he no. like does not give a crap. Super confident in that. Yeah, can't, can't knock him. I mean, dang, I like he's a good singer too. He's a ridiculously good, really, voice. really good, really, really good singer. He has a good voice. Him and James Jones are like the NBA singers. Uh, that's right. That's true. That's James true. Jones, great voice. Jerry Stackhouse. Really? Jerry Stackhouse sang, when he was playing for the Nets, uh-huh. sang the national anthem at, it was really at good. a couple of Nets games. Uh, it wasn't as good as Vic or James mm-hmm. Jones. James Jones is like ridiculously good. Really? Voice. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was like, oh crap, I didn't know Jerry Stackhouse actually could sing. Like that. Right, no, I'm going to have to ask him to sing next time. And it's like a I funny, see. it's like a funny thing coming out of Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. Knowing that like the first thing I think of when I see Jerry Stackhouse is not like, a good former good NBA player or a scorer or mm-hmm. a current coach or like the first thing I think it was that guy will, might beat me up. Like that's really, do you know oh, the yeah. Jerry Stackhouse fight stories? No. Oh man. Crazy. I'm going to have to fought. Really? Fought. Jerry Stackhouse is extremely nice to me and seems like a cool guy, but he also has fought many people and openly talks about it. And it's kind of, <laughs> it's like kind of hilarious and awesome. It's like, he's like very much part of the mm-hmm. old, Old guard of the NBA, yeah, no, where like guys, sure. there used to be actual fighting. Yeah. No one fights. No one fights. Who's no. the most likely guy to fight in today's NBA? In today's NBA, in yeah. the whole NBA, in the whole NBA, you don't have to like match up particular, particular beef, but just like, no, there's one I mean, guy who you think like that guy would fight. Like he, 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 I would not be a surprise. I mean, but that's the thing is like there's a couple guys who actually threw punches this year. But like, are you talking like? Yeah, I guess Sir, Serge and Robin Lopez yeah. threw punches. Punches were thrown there, and Robin sure. Lopez wouldn't be my guess for a guy who would fight. Neither would Surge, honestly. So, no, no, not really. I think, I think you know, when you get in the heat of the moment, 
the heat of battle. That was my thing with that. It was like there had to have been something that built up to that, either before that game or during the game, because you don't just like all of a sudden just decide to throw a punch. Were you surprised? You know Surge. Were you surprised I know Surge. To see Surge throw a punch. I kind of was. I mean, I know he's like he's like had his physical moments. He's had mm-hmm. his altercations. Yeah, like, he's a pretty pretty low key guy. Yeah, for sure. But he's super competitive, and I think you know, after watching it, he was. If anybody throws a punch at me, like, what's your first instinct? If somebody throws a punch at you, run away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> run, away. Run, away. run away. Curl into the fetal <laughs> position and or play dead. I've been working on stopping my heartbeat for a long time. So I'm pretty good at it now. Ladies out there, if you're looking for a yeah, if you're if looking, looking for, someone, for a provider, someone who's going to protect you, <laughs> look no further than hey, Fred Cat. The the best way to protect someone is to just not get into the fight. I've been punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Seven times in my life, and I've never punched anybody in the really? face. Really, I would have thought yeah. the number would be a lot higher. No, no, only seven times. Face. Only well, it was two different altercations. One was by a friend who uh-huh. I was completely annoying, very yeah. intentionally during the 2008 uh, NFC Championship game. He was mm-hmm. a huge Giants fan. They were in overtime. I was just completely messing right. with him the whole time, and then he turned around and punched so me. So it wasn't. It wasn't like a. A fight. It was just no. Like it wasn't a fight. It was a, it was a him punching me in the face. And you know what? If I could go back a hundred times, I would have done it again a hundred times. Really worth it? Oh, couldn't couldn't have been more worth it. He's very very superstitious and kept wanting me to knock on wood when I kept saying the Giants could go to the Super Bowl, guys. And oh I, no! And I would knock on wood like one too many times. Uh, I was really excited about it. <laughs> and uh, another time was a uh, Central Park in Central Park situation. Yeah. What did you do to somebody like a in getting Central jumped Park? in Central Park? Oh, so it was just totally random. Oh yeah, that was in eleventh grade getting jumped in Central Park. Oh nice, that was a fun time. My was, mom was yeah. excited about that. Mm-hmm. That was when I learned to stop my heartbeat. <laughs> Jeez, you're like a possum. <laughs> you ever been punched in the face? I haven't. Nobody's that stupid. Have you? And punched this isn't a in the challenge face? to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, people. Like, no, I, I haven't. Been, I, I honestly, I have not been in a fight before. I don't know if it's. I'm I, shocked. I'm no honestly, just too. I feel like I just get along with everybody. Just, I'm, not, I'm not a very confrontational person, other than with uh, you, of course. You uh, want to hear a funny fight story, actually? Yes, I do. Steven Adams' fight story. No way! Oh, yeah. Okay, this is good. And I hope it's okay. Uh, Steven, uh, Steven doesn't listen to this. He has <laughs> good taste. No one listens to this. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. But uh, he was telling me back in New Zealand when he was in... I mean, it must have been like 8th or ninth, The equivalent of like 8th or ninth grade. So he was about, you know... 14 years old. He said he was in the cafeteria and he's only been in one fight, he said, and this was it. And um, some kid either like knocked his tray out of his hand or like stole food from him. So they started like shoving each other. And Steve said he punched the guy in the face and then he waited and just stared at the guy, waiting for him to punch him back. Because Steve said he thought that in a fight, what it was was I punch you, you punch me, and we just go punch for punch back and forth. Just see who knocks the other one out first. <laughs> Everyone's screaming at him, hit him, what are you doing, why are you waiting? Hits him once, stands and stares and just waits, bracing himself for the punch to come. And he never hit him back? I think eventually they got into it, but oh of God. course that just kind of tells that's what kind of fight amazing. experience Stephen Adams had. That's but now I don't think, that's probably one of the last people. No, Stephen's like stone-faced, man. Yeah, that's probably one of the last people that I would... Steven has taken like go after knees to every uncomfortable area. Oh yeah, doesn't, possible doesn't phase him. No, tough guy. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. He's got a. Uh, well, he's got my maybe my favorite Stephen Adams quote 
was uh, when a reporter last summer, mm-hmm. uh, when he was in New Zealand, uh, a reporter from New Zealand asked him, like after all the Draymond Green stuff, a reporter asked him straight up the exact question verbatim was, so how are your nuts? Which I thought was a great <laughs> straightforward way to ask him. And yeah, extremely straightforward. And Steven's entire response was, they're still there. <laughs> you have no idea. Multiple people sent him cups in the mail after that. Really? Yeah, because like, you have little mailboxes in the practice facility. And like I would walk past and there'd be cups in there. That's People great. would mail them. That's great. What do you do with the cups? That's a good question. I don't know. Only wears them against Golden State. Right. Better safe than sorry. You guys had to make jokes about that, right? Oh, yeah. What's, oh, yeah. What, what are any any good Stephen Adams kicked in the nuts jokes? I can't remember any, but you know, I like you see memes all the time of that come up that face he's making oh yeah like stoic yeah. like he just, doesn't I'm just over this when Draymond's kicking him he's like I'm just over it <laughs> and people made memes out of that which was really funny it's just weird like seeing people you know in memes and stuff and like Steve is something else <laughs> yes he is yes he is I love I still love the Stephen Adams eating stories they're legendary he eats so much yeah I love that from what I've heard when he like he'll he'll order two appetizers mm-hmm. and two entrees yeah. for like a normal meal mm-hmm. and he'll be when someone else who he's eating with like he'll be he'll be out with a friend or something mm-hmm. and this friend will get an appetizer and, and a main like course like a normal human being yeah appetizer main course maybe even a large meal maybe right. the main course is a is a big piece of steak right. or like you know it's a like a normal human being mm-hmm. would eat even on a meal where they eat a lot yeah and Stephen will be like concerned like, like why not eating enough like why yeah. aren't you eating like he like not only does he eat like nobody else I've ever mm-hmm. heard of eats, but he also is like, like completely unaware he's of a, how everybody yeah. else eats. Oh no, yeah, he's oblivious to the fact that he's like an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and he like his favorite one of his favorite foods is lamb, like lamb chops. Yeah, and he, and he just, oh yeah, just picks it up caveman style. I've seen him pick up like a, a steak, like a tomahawk steak that has the bone in it and everything. Just pick it up and just go to town in, in a restaurant, and he was dipping his steak in mashed potatoes. <laughs> this is not, you know, the types of places that serve those types of steaks are nice places. We're in a nice restaurant. He's just, just dipping his steak in mac, mashed potatoes. He's the greatest, man. Hands. He's never the greatest. Changed, never changed, Steve-O. No, he's the greatest. I've always thought Stephen Adams' eating story would be great. Just just compilations of stories about Stephen Adams eating stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, you should just come to a team meal sometime and just observe. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. Uh, I don't think Russell will. It's, like, it's like watching an eclipse. It's just like... It's like like watching a car accident. Like <laughs> you don't want to look at it, but you can't look away. So 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 fans are like kind of obviously freaking out about Russ waiting for the extension. It's mm-hmm. been, we're recording this on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. It's been 17 days mm-hmm. since you guys offered him the extension. 18 mm-hmm. days, whatever it's been. Are are you guys? Is that something you guys are talking about? Is it something you guys are counting down? Are you checking? Are you just like refreshing Woj's Twitter feed? Like. What is the culture from the inside on that? I mean, honestly, like everybody's off doing their thing, and obviously it's on the back in you know in the back of everybody's mind, obviously because it's a big deal, like it's Russ. But uh, at the same time, like I don't think anybody's worried. You know what I mean? Like it's it's um, the way I look at it, at least the way I approach it, and probably a lot of other people do. Is it's like it's it's his life. It's it's out of our control. So there's no reason to, like, stress over anything like that. It's just, like, the nature of this business. A lot of stuff happens, like trades, you know, um, 
free agency, all that. So you just kind of get used to the the uh, hectic nature of it all. And like, I think a lot of people outside of it freak out a lot more than we do. All right. So define define freak out. I mean, well, all you got to do is like hop on Twitter, and it's like everybody reads into stuff so much these days, man. It's like you see the Paul George tweet yesterday. No, what happened? Paul tweeted. Um, Ooh, we got we got a black screen. There we go. Call it up, and there's just a picture of Dean Blevins on my computer. Right now. <laughs> um, Paul Paul tweeted, uh, "Just God is good." Completely right. generic, normal tweet yeah. based on nothing other than I imagine that God, God is good. being good. So all of his replies mm-hmm. are just, "Are you celebrating about the Lakers winning summer league?" Like, right? That's, that's all what I'm talking them. about. It's like, why can't like people sometimes God God is good. Don't like ever say something else that people read into it so much because it's like people I think forget that like we have lives going on outside of all this that no, surrounds man. basketball. You have no life. You should be working on your modern, free throws. Just modern day gladiators. Working on your free throws. Just modern day gladiators. No, that's I, yeah. People forget that. It's like maybe Paul. I know Paul likes to fish. Maybe he went fishing and caught a big fish. Maybe he's happy about that. God is good. Or you know, what I mean, maybe he's hanging out with his daughter. God is good. This family. What's the culture around sports is weird though. It's and like very, we've talked very, about this. That's very weird. Like athletes uh-huh. are looked at so much more as commodities than people. Oh yeah. So does that get to you? Only if you let it. I mean it can, in a sense of like where sometimes you can be attacked for you can be attacked for things. Like you mentioned the free throws thing. You know, I mean got people be like, Oh, like no matter what you do on social media, whatever it is, you can say, oh, I'm at the movies with my family, and all of a sudden you've got all these people in your mentions talking about, why are you at the movies? You should be in the gym. You should be doing this. Like, why aren't you working out? Like, that can get to you at a certain point, because, like, obviously everybody wants to be an individual and wants to be a human being. So sometimes when people don't see you as that, because, you know, we've talked about it, like you said, like, in a lot of people's minds, us as basketball players, we exist for three hours you know what I mean? You know, five day, four or five days a week, and then during game time, and then outside of those three hours, we cease to exist. You know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot of people forget that it's like it's twenty four hours in the day. And if I go and I have a long day of workouts, I'm in the gym for four or five hours. Right? That's like a really solid day. So I mean, I've got you know twenty, nineteen, twenty hours of the day to do with as I yeah. please. You guys are. Um People kind of look at teachers like that. Oh, it's weird. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm guilty of that. Like seeing a teacher Everyone outside of school like is weird. You know, you know who thinks of me that way? Who's that? Anna Scanna. I can see. Oh no, you told me that story. Yeah, did I say that when we were podcasting? I tell you that otherwise. In Orlando. Yeah. So I um, I can tell this on the podcast. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I normally don't tell things away from scrums, but this is a pretty good one. Okay, let's hear it. I was at Whole Foods. Yep. And in Oklahoma City. I'm walking around. I got stuff in my cart, just buying my normal mm-hmm. stuff. And who do I bump into? But but truly one of the friendliest people that anybody Absolutely. would ever want to meet in Enniscanner. Absolutely. And as opposed to kind of, you know, maybe some guys would be like, oh, hey, and walk by and, you know, not want to deal with media mm-hmm. otherwise. Ennis comes over and gives me this extremely friendly hello and goes, hey, man, what are you doing here? What I'm, I'm grocery I'm shopping. shopping. <laughs> Like you. He, like, he was like really shocked yeah. to see me outside of the practice facility or the building. Like, I can't believe you go grocery shopping. I was like, I feel like 
the teacher bumping mm-hmm. into his students outside yeah. of school, where yeah. it's like the the, the seven year old thinks that his first grade teacher lives in the school. Oh, for sure. And it's weird to see him out, and they're like that's what I felt like with yeah. us. No, I think that's what. Yeah, I, I think that's how it is. Exactly how it is. It's like, yeah. You know, we're. I don't know. Everybody's guilty of it. Like it's weird to imagine people having lives outside your own. Like right, right now, I'm sitting here thinking like. You know, my parents are existing somewhere else. It's just an odd concept to try to... The difference, though, is that with that, with the teacher, mm-hmm. or, like, or like the Ennis interaction, that's completely harmless. Right, yeah. Like, it's completely For harmless. For sure. With, with a lot of the athlete stuff, it's not. No, no, no. Well, I think... And, you know, obviously more fans than not are really genuine good people obviously but there's of course in any group you get the few that are like I, I honestly believe like since they're like oh we're a fan of a team therefore the team the players are part of they almost feel like part of our property you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you're here to entertain me so like dance right go jump go run right. around yeah so go, and they're, they're, I'm actually at the mall right now there are racial undertones to that I mean we could have a we don't have long to get into it. Podcast we don't have that. to get into it, but I'm not going to not say there are racial interests that because then someone out there is going to say, you know, they didn't even acknowledge race in this conversation. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are racial undertones to that. So tell me, is Russell extending? Jeez, man, come on. <laughs> right? Right, on you. I, I don't see why not. Like, obviously, you know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy who everybody attacks. Later, if I'm wrong, but like I'd be willing to say pretty confidently that he is. Okay, other question for you: What does Orlando Summer League do? Like, what what do you learn at Summer League that makes it a necessary venture? To the point that every single team teams don't have to participate in Summer right, League. You right. can choose to participate mm-hmm. in Orlando. You can choose to participate in Utah. You can choose to mm-hmm. participate in in Vegas. And I've heard my reasons as to why mm-hmm. why summer league is good and every team participates in something right uh but but like it doesn't seem like for someone like you someone like samaje mm-hmm. i understand if it's someone who the organization doesn't have under contract or hasn't had a round or right. doesn't doesn't know um you know what they are who mm-hmm. they are they can kind of learn about their workout habits and learn about their work ethic yeah. their personality see that kind of stuff that i get why is Buddy Heald playing in summer league. What what do some was someone of your your veteranship? Look, I, I, I status is the word. Yeah, someone of your 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 veteran status because you're a summer vet. Right, right. What does someone of that status learn in summer league? Honestly, for me, what it is is so like I can be in OKC wherever I am, working out, training, going through drills. If I'm in OKC, we've got guys from the team here and we're playing together. You know what I mean? Playing one-on-one, pick up, whatever it may be. Like, at a certain point, it just gets, like, monotonous playing against the same people every time. So, to me, it's exciting the fact that I can go play against somebody else for a change. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the competitor in me wants to go up against these other teams and these other players. Like, somebody like me who's still carving his way, you know what I mean, his spot in the league, like... I go in there and I'm like, all right, like these are the teams we're playing. Here's their top guys that are playing it. They're newly drafted guys. Like this is, you know what I mean? I want to, you know, make a mark. You know, obviously the competitor in me wants to do that. And then being able to go against different people is the biggest thing to me because it gets, it gets monotonous playing against the same people every single day. 
that's that's me personally. I mean, it could be different for other people, but like, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like, there's certain guys that I saw playing in summer league this year that I was like, why, why is this guy still playing? I feel like it's just a chance for them to get hurt. Like, I was watching Vegas, and I was like, why is this person playing? This is a guy who started all year. Why is he still playing? Do you watch Vegas and, like, because you do Orlando, no mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. I think it's awkward. Oh, yeah. Playing 100%. without fans. Like, well, I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, I honestly, like... What environment do you prefer? I like Orlando. I like, I mean, I think that fits in with my personality and fits in with, like, the Thunder personality. You know what I mean? All totally. business, straight to the point. Get in, get it done. Um, no distractions, then get out type of thing. And then Vegas is more of a spectacle where it's like stretched over like right, 12 got, days. Got all the Laker fans there. Exactly. And it, it becomes, I think it becomes more about entertainment and, um, I think it becomes more about entertainment than it does about what summer league should be about, which is like developing guys and then an opportunity for, you know, scouts to see guys from other teams it becomes more about the fans in the stands than um, what it should be about, which is, you know, development. Uh, so I like Orlando. And then just the fact that, like, man, like, I can't, I couldn't be in Vegas for that long. I could not do it. It's tough. It, it's like. I was there for six days. And, like, six lot. days is a lot. That is a lot. I've done time. full summer league before. That's a long time. In like, July, too. I'll go to, if I go to Vegas for, like, three days, day three, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to pack it up. Let's go home. It's been fun. I'm ready to get home. In July, too. In like, July, where it's like you step outside. It was and 118 degrees the day I got like, there. Why? I, I, my thing about Vegas is like, however many hundred years, hundred years ago when people settled there, they like got there and they're like, yeah, no, no, no. This is the spot. <laughs> this is it. I like it. There's no water for, for miles and it's We're a million degrees. We're going to go out of our way to build one of the most elaborate dams in human history. For sure. This Just is, so this is it. we can live here. It's true. It doesn't make sense why people no. settled there. No, it's like, I mean, Arizona's like, Arizona, like, eight months out of the year, Arizona is, like, top-notch. Phoenix is, like, the best place to be for, like, Phoenix eight is a good months. city. For, like, eight months out of the year, Phoenix is the best. It's, like, you know, 75, 80 degrees. It's amazing. But the summer months, like, if people settled there in the summer months, I don't get how they were, like, yeah, no, 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 no. This is it. This is where we want to be. Where, like, you feel like you're going to die if you go outside. Phoenix is... Um Phoenix would be a good NBA city to be in because it's good mm-hmm. to be there for the winter months. It's a really good city. There's lots and then you to go do somewhere else in the summer. Yeah, tons of nice places, mm-hmm. nice restaurants, and then like you know you check in on your home every once in a while yeah. while you're there. But you can go you can go vacation or do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Ninety percent of the, uh, the NBA lives in LA anyway. Exactly. Why yeah. is that? Why does aside from like there's got to be something else other than like LA is a good city because there are tons of good cities. Well, I think it goes. I think it goes along with like everybody lives in LA, so all the players are in LA, so that's where people go to like work out with other guys and to play pickup. It's like oh, uh, such and such, all these guys are out there, so I'm just gonna head out to LA, and of course it's LA. Like you got beaches and all this other stuff going on, good weather. Um, but to me, that's what it would be. It's like oh. There's a bunch of guys out there. I'm going to just go out there and work out. One of, like, my, like, dream stories I'd love to do is I'd love to do a story on, like... Like, I kind of... I did a piece on Russ, like, mm-hmm. last week on, yeah. on him at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the things I mentioned there was, like, the pickup games at UCLA every summer. Where, like, tons of NBA oh, games yeah. there go. Mm-hmm. NBA players there go. But no one ever really wants to talk about details of those games. It would be real cool. Like, I think it would be really cool to do a piece on, like, these pickup games where, like, these... 
ginormous, the biggest stars in the NBA oh, yeah. are playing against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And and meanwhile, like I don't think fans or even like a lot of media quite realize that that's the case over the summer mm-hmm. because like Paul George tweets out something and like he's in Los Angeles when he tweets it out. Like his, he tweets out his first OKC Instagram mm-hmm. and like it's the 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 geo tag is Los Angeles and it's like well of course it's in Los Angeles the entire NBA is in Los Angeles exactly like, that doesn't mean anything and like. People talk about like like people getting angry about like LeBron and Dwayne Wade working out together during the season because they're on different teams and it's like so I, it's I like no so stupid. Do you realize that like over the summer every single player is working out with every other player over the summer? Yeah, like, like this people, is a thing. People, every player does it. People forget like when you grow up in you know this um, this world this career like. There's how many players in the NBA? Like 300? 450. 450, is that what it is? Got to be more with the two-way contract That's right, now. 450. Um, you go, okay, you, you see these guys multiple times a year. You go to all the same things because you work out with the same people. You know, you, you there's guys like LeBron and D-Wade, for instance, came in the same year in the NBA. They literally were on the same team for years. Like, they're very, very good friends. So I don't, I just don't understand how people could fault them for working out together because I think it's like if you like there's a like you can be competitive but if you're literally going to be that guy who's like oh I'm so competitive that I'm only ever going to work out with guys that are on my team you're not going to get anywhere you know what I mean like, yeah you gotta you have to like put yourself out there and like the real competitors like LeBron and D-Wade like they're so good that when it comes game time they know how to compartmentalize everything and be like okay that's my summer workout buddy that's my friend but I'm going to try to kill him when we get out on the court like that's just how it is. Do you uh, do you get a professional shave? Oh, I actually came here from the barber. That's oh, really? Good, right? Yeah, the beard looks nice. Yeah, it's yeah. like very nicely curved. I was straight. gonna say, boom. Yeah, there's oh, no yeah. way you get it that straight by yourself. It's like very, it's very David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Ortiz has the most perfectly manicured beard. Oh no, yeah, he probably does. he probably has somebody come by with like a. Oh, he probably 100%. gets like the blade and everything. Oh, like, 100 percent. I mean, this was just done. this was just uh, clippers, but yeah, he gets it professionally done for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because that's that's absolutely. super straight. You'd be surprised. It's man. real hard to get barbers, it that straight on your own. How many people? are always like oh man like, the, the people slide in your DMs like since you're in the NBA you want to know what one of the biggest demographics that slides into my DMs is barbers barbers no way 100% no way multiple times a year I'll get hey man like you guys are going to be in Atlanta in a couple of days like I'm a barber out in Atlanta I've cut such and such and such and such and such have and you such. gotten any like weird weird barbers weird barber DMs I mean people like, it's just it's all just them plugging themselves like oh I've cut these other players like I'll come I'll come to the hotel cut you for X amount of dollars like it's it's just I mean hey don't I don't knock the hustle or anything but like that's honestly one of the biggest demographics I don't understand why guys get their hair cut on the road because we're on TV that's but what if what if it's a barber you don't know and don't trust they don't know how, even if it's a good barber. Yeah. Like so much of like a good haircut is, is whether the barber knows you and knows no, how to, for sure. knows how to like do it the right way. Yeah. It's a lot about recommendations. It's a lot about recommendations. Like we we'll get Kyle Singer gets his haircut on the road. He does. He ha- I, he yeah. Every time it's a change, it's always a road barber. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Yeah, uh, recommendations is big. Like look at guys texting in group chat. Like oh, I have a barber in. You know, like I said, Atlanta. We haven't got a barber in Atlanta. Like, if anybody wants to get cut by him, let me know. He's going to come by the hotel at this time. 
Kyle Singler's a blank people. canvas every time he walks into a barber. Oh, absolutely. Anything can Do whatever done. you need. Yeah, he's got the... Uh, Everything's in play. He's got the man, like little man bun thing going on right now. I saw him today. Oh, he's back to the man yeah. bun? He's got it going. He's a slick back with it. I think he got away from the man bun for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's got it back and now. he's back to the man bun? <laughs> yeah. I love he's that had guy. like five different styles this year. He mixes it up, for sure. Yeah. He mixes it up and fans are relentless. Ruthless. <laughs> but you know what? Like... That of course, yeah, I have, of course, I have the ultimate respect for him because none of it gets to him. <laughs> oh man! But like I've I've teased Kyle for it. Yeah, and he'll never change. Yeah, Kyle's cool with who he is. Yeah, yeah. you don't like it? I like it. So yeah. that's just how I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, utmost respect for that man. I love it. Uh, how do you? What do you? Uh, what does he have? What's he have up next? Who? Like these, uh, Kyle. He's oh, Kyle. Have, what's he? What's he having? Coming to my wedding. Oh, he's coming to your wedding. He's coming to my wedding. Found who's out. who's is all, who 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 on the team? Who's going? Here, here's here's something about NBA players, man. They they can be pretty unreliable. <laughs> NBA players are late for everything. Oh yes. So uh, uh, everybody's got a little buffer time here because <laughs> the RSVPs were all supposed to be in the fifteenth. So three days ago, I have not got very many, if any. <laughs> uh, so still waiting. But, you know, I mean, that's just, I expected that, because notoriously late group of people. So if any of them are listening to this right now, guys, please send it in. You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a funny thing that NBA players are always late, because they Mm -hmm. do have to show up really early to games, and they do tend to be really early Why do you think that they have us show up so early for games? Because it's at 7 p.m.? Well, that's what I'm just saying. It's like, if you were like, oh, show up. At six, when do you think everybody will get there? Well, you had a like the Orlando Summer League Championship uh, day started at like eight. Yeah, that was bad. That's terrible. It, I, yeah, you know why they do that? This is like the greatest difference. I didn't even know why mm-hmm. they did that. Why do I they? Asked, do that? I don't I understand. Asked, uh, I asked Nick Gallo, and he mm-hmm. told me this. Oh, Sparky. Yeah, Sparky told me. So he um, apparently now now Tumbleson is calling him Sparknado. Sparknado. So it's, it's gone from Nick Gallo to Sparky to Sparknado. I like that. I like yeah. to play on Sparky. Yeah, so now it's a nickname on a nickname. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick, Nicknameception. But, but Nick Gallo, famed Thunder sideline reporter and OKCThunder.com mm-hmm. guy, said um, that the reason why is so guys can get out of town. To go to Vegas. Or, or I guess, maybe to go to Vegas, but also just to get out of town so they don't have to pay for an extra night in the hotel. Uh, and that, to me, that mentality is the like the most the starkest difference between Orlando Summer League and Vegas Summer League. Uh-huh. Where Orlando Summer League, they're like, let's let's uh, let's have the games at eight a.m. Yeah, eight a.m. Eastern. So they're five a.m. Oh yeah, right? no, like yeah. let's have them at eight a.m. Eastern. So or have them start at eight a.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. finish at like four or whatever. Yeah. They finish two, whenever it is. Let's have them start at eight. So so that way we can you know the teams can save some money on the last night of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. In Vegas, you got the game playing prime time on ESPN. Yeah, no, it's you crazy. got you got literally a sellout at Thomas mm-hmm. and Mac for because it's and now it probably wouldn't have been a sellout if it weren't the Lakers in there, right? Because Lakers fans are crazy. Lakers fans, are, they they travel very very well. right, and it's an easy trip for them. And like, mm-hmm. if you're in LA and you have a good excuse to go to Vegas in like a time where like people take can it. take off, but like it was a weekday, mm-hmm. it was a Monday. Yeah. it's not like it was a Sunday. Oh yeah, it, it was, it was Monday, like a regular, it's like a regular season game. It's like it's treated like that. The the I was in Vegas for six days. No joke. The environment at Vegas Summer League Lakers games mm-hmm. is significantly better. Than at multiple arenas in the NBA, I would believe that. Like, net, it's significantly yeah. better than like Barclays. It's not even close. I believe it. 
It's better than some Lakers games. Really? There's yeah. so much hope surrounding the Lakers franchise right now. Yeah, because Lonzo's good. Was well, he's very good? And there's been so many changes. It's like, oh, we got you know Magic at the helm now. You got Lonzo coming in. Like, there's so much hope surrounding it that it's like. I'm really interested to see how many people are going to try to dunk on Lonzo this year. <sighs> that family's kind of brought it on. Brought it on. It's like like multiple players. You don't have to comment because you you so so you don't have to get to try to. Although Listen, you you like, would, you like dunking on guys. I, I mean, so, I, I, I want to try to dunk <laughs> on anybody regardless. But like, I don't listen. Like about the Lonzo thing. Like I think it's. I like Lonzo. Listen, I like Lonzo. He seems too. like a likable dude. That's he's what I'm saying. Extremely I think he's caught in a really tough position, and I think like the way he handled Vegas is crazy, considering the amount of pressure that was on him. He seems very mature. Where it was like he comes out there and he has a bad first game, and people are just tearing him to shreds, like bust, like can't handle the pressure, this and that. But then shows up and gets it done. You know what I mean? I, my problem in lies where it's like people. I think as athletes, I think fellow athletes, we got to do better in how we like talk about them. You know what I mean? Because I think I've seen I've seen other athletes from other sports and athletes from the NBA like throw shots at him. It's like he's 19, man. Like relax. Like and it's not he, coming from him. No, that's what it, I'm like, saying. Never it's not. No, he, I haven't heard him say. He's a thing. actually kind of a boring interview. I have I I haven't heard him say a thing. But it's like you see stars that like honestly he probably looks up to. And, like, he's 19 years old. And can you imagine, like, who'd you look up to growing up, Fred? Who Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Can you imagine if, like, you were coming up and all of a sudden Derek Jeter had, like, a personal problem with you? And right. Like, if I, if I were writing and Derek Jeter, as, as editor of the Players' Tribune, was like, my journalism is yeah. far too good for his. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, it would suck. He's like, come on, he's 19. His dad probably said some things that he shouldn't. I kind of... But Alonzo didn't say it. I've kind of done a 180 on LeVar. Really? I wasn't into LeVar. Uh-huh. I thought he was... You know, I thought the same the same stuff as everybody else did. But after you saw that WWE roster... <laughs> yeah. After that, he's I was like... nuts. Yeah, after that, I was like... He's kind of in on the joke. I, I feel yeah. like he's in on the joke now. Yeah. And, and it... Like, come on. I saw that, and I was like, that like, is... Yeah. If you don't think that is just hilarious... Yeah. Then I don't think you have a sense he of He knows how to keep his family in the news. Like, he doesn't honestly believe that him and LaMelo could beat Shaq and Sharif. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't honestly believe that. But, like, he's saying it to get a rise out of people. Right. I, I see that. And, like, I think he's taking it too far. And he's put his, he could, he's put his sons in some tough positions. He's, a, he's like, the perfect guy for, like, 2017 media. Oh, which will just pick up anything that's clickable. Right, you know, I mean, I'm very glad. Hand him a phone, and he'll tweet, and he'll do all these other things, and people eat it up. They love it. I'm very glad I don't have to cover a team that Lonzo is on. Be exhausting. You would constantly. I mean, you're already on Twitter. But I think I think a lot of it is like you don't. You'd be cut caught in a tough spot Mm because if you really want to be journalistic, you just don't write what Lavar says. Because what Lavar says, right. if it's not business related, if he right. says something about big baller brand, mm-hmm. I'm like that's a story because that's a business story. Right. So that really is a story. The big mm-hmm. baller brand stuff. The but shoes if he says he's wearing, that him like, and Lamelo would, be, would beat Shaq and Shrew. Right. If he says that, like you don't have to cover that. But they do. Right. Of course. Right. Because people. Because it's outrageous. So many people say, "Here's the thing about today." So many people say, like, why are people covering this? No one cares. Why are people covering Tim Tebow? It's like the Tim Tebow fact. People are like, mm-hmm. why are they covering Tim Tebow? Or, or, or 
I get it all the time whenever I write anything about KD. If KD says something about the Thunder or right. anything like that, I've seen that, and you're like, I don't work. You're like, I don't work for the Thunder. Right. I can write about whatever I want. Right, right. But even people are like, Why are you writing about this? No one cares about this. And you know what? If nobody cared about it, if it were just a dead story and nobody cared, then, you then I wouldn't, wouldn't write about write. it. And and I get those replies on Twitter when I tweet those stories out or I tweet out like KD congratulated mm-hmm. Russ on winning MVP or whatever it is. And then I look at the story and it's like the most visited story of the month. So I'm saying like it's you're, it's supply and demand. You're you're giving people what they want to read. People care. People ca- obviously care. You wouldn't write it. And it's a similar thing with Lavar. The difference is, I think what Lavar does is less newsworthy because he's just a dad. That being said. I kind of want it to become a trend where like NBA dads just trash talk other like with like with him in like De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is da- that that that's going to be interesting. I kind of want NBA dads to just trash talk other NBA dads. So for California, that would be great. <laughs> NBA dads versus NBA like I I'd love it if just like mm. talk to like, Ice Cube and get a a one on one league going with all the NBA dads. It would be great if like we got to the finals and like LeBron's mom and like Wanda Durant were just going at it in the media with words. Like, that would be great. All I see is the old celebrity death match playing in my head. Do you remember <laughs> that? The clay TV I show. I do. I do. That would be better. I would be... I mean, yeah. I think it's a story. Like, obviously, they're writing it because people want to read it. As, you know, it has nothing to do with basketball or Alonzo, but... What would you say to your dad if your dad... If my dad did that, I'd be shocked, first of all, because my dad, like, on average says, like, 30 words a day. Uh, if he was, if he was like that, see, that's the thing, man. Like, I think people forget that it's his dad. Like, what's he supposed to, like... Right. Also, like, I imagine it's not his dad acting out of character. This is just no, what no, his dad no. has been. And you know what? Actually, now that, you, now that I think about it, what made me like Lonzo even more was the Foot Locker commercial. That was really funny. It was great. Like, he played into it. You know what I mean? It made him super likable just because of the fact that, like, he, he was, you know, poking fun at himself, poking fun at his dad. Like, he doesn't take it seriously. He doesn't, you know what I mean? I agree, man. None of this is serious. It's not. None of this is real. Everybody sees it as serious. I know. None of it's real. None oh of it's serious. Gosh. I like Lonzo. I love watching Lonzo play. He's, he's really, really good. He's like an amazing passer. So, I mean, just let the kid play. And, like, if you are just... Unless you have, like, a literal, like, personal beef with him, and he has wronged you in some way, like, leave him be. Like, again, he's 19. What, uh, what else are you doing this summer? Anything uh, else big? What's, uh, like, what's, like, the goal? What's, like, the, the goal going into the season? Well, what well, do you want to do? Going into the season? What do you want to accomplish? I mean, there's a lot I want to accomplish. I think I'm in a position where, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of trying to take this next step you know what I mean I feel like uh, I've been on one one plane here for like two years and I'm trying to take the next step to the you know what I mean like obviously um, I just want to to play you know what I mean I, I'm honestly just people ask me like oh what are you working on like what's your goals it's like honestly just trying to get as good as I can so that I play and go from there you know what I mean like, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much to uh, go off of in terms of like my uh, my past like career like stats or anything like that. Obviously, you know what I mean. There's not something I can go. Oh, I need to. I don't have a big enough sample size, so I'm just gonna go. Hey, like I'm just gonna work and see what happens. Go out there and play. I mean, you guys have a do. lot of rangy forwards. Yeah, we a do a lot. 
You, Paul George, Andre Robertson's like a 2 3 4 uh, at this point. Patrick. Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson. Yeah. It's a lot. You guys are about as well equipped to guard Golden State. I mean, no one is well equipped We're to guard wrong. Golden State. We're wrong. That's, I mean. But you guys yeah. have like, you guys have like eight guys who defend and are switchy mm-hmm. between those ones we named. And yeah. like, Felton defends well. That's the way like the league Steve is headed. Steve defends well. Yeah. That's it's the way the league is headed, is you need, like we were talking about earlier, like, the true center position is like on the way out, and it's just like how it's headed. You know, what I mean, you've got Golden State playing Draymond at the five. Like it's not uncommon for you know guys to play two, three, and four. Like it just happens. So I think we're adjusting really well to that. And we got guys that can do like I could play the three and the four. You know, Paul could play the three or the four. Andre could play the two, the three, or the four. Like we've got guys that can play multiple positions, and that's what you need. Like, in this day and age. You know, it's really interesting. Hmm. I felt like there was a possibility going into this offseason that, like, a bunch of the teams at the top would just kind of try to hoard some assets. Yeah. Wait out the Warriors for a few years. Mm-hmm. Maybe maintain being good. Mm-hmm. But but not necessarily give up assets in the right. process or, or mm-hmm. you know, go all out and, like, really gun for it. But, but the opposite has happened. Opposite. And, like, like you guys did it. Mm-hmm. Houston um, did it. Houston for sure, and like Houston has kind of gone in a similar guard. The Warriors they like they, they brought in PJ Tucker, yeah. who's another one of those rangy three fours. Like they've got Ariza, Chris Paul is like maybe the only point defense, guard yeah. you can get who is better than Beverly defensively. Yeah. Like he is, you can argue the best defensive point guard of the last ten years. Yep, and and like who am I forgetting? There? Oh, they got uh, Bamute too. Yeah, yeah, who that's is, right. Who is a great, like amazingly underrated defensive player. Mm-hmm. And guards threes, guards fours well. Yeah. Um, th- super switchy. That's the thing is I think people people aren't just going to like lay down and let it happen. You know what I mean? Like everybody still wants to win and everybody still believes that they can win. Like if you go into the season and you go, oh, we got no shot, like your season's already over. Yeah. Well, like Houston, I feel like at some point from Houston, we're going to see Paul Harden, Ariza, Bamute, Tucker. Yeah. And we're going to see those five guys, and they're going to switch everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, at some point from you guys, you're going to throw out a similar lineup where, like, mm-hmm. Grant's going to be at the five. Yeah. And, like... Uh, yeah, exactly, because that's what's necessary when you play a team like that. Mm-hmm. A team that spreads the four. Yeah, or Patterson will be at the five. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's what that lineup's going to be, and everybody everybody switches a position down. Like, yeah. it's, that is, it's going to be really interesting to see how, like, teams use all these really versatile defensive lineups. Like, teams are going so hard in that direction. And, like, even Boston, like, they're going to be able to play Crowder at the four. Yeah, Crowder at the four. Um, You know, Morris is a a good defensive four, too, who they Mm -hmm. got. Like, there are a lot. They lost Bradley, who I I love Avery Bradley. Oh, yeah, for sure. Really good player. Yeah, but, but, like, they... They're going to be able to play those lineups. Like Marcus Smart defensively can stand in, and yeah. probably isn't as good as Avery Bradley because Avery Bradley's like you know, one of the all, best in the league. Yeah, yeah, all defense guy. But Smart's really, really good yeah, defensively for sure, and, and could make an all defense team in his career. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why not. So like that, that'll be that'll be really interesting. It's you know, be crazy year, man. Smart, Smart used to guard when when Porzingis was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens had Marcus Smart guard him. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Interesting. It was awesome. He like did a pretty good job. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that get up under him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he annoyed the hell out of him in the post. Yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, he's a pest. There's like, like in a good way, he's a pest. Yeah. Like literally a one foot height difference. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it is literally one foot. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and he was like fine. Did a good job. 
really annoyed him. Yeah. Because you're not going to disrupt Porzingis' shot anyway. No, exactly. Like, who are you going to put on him that's going to, like, there's a, a handful of guys that might be able to affect it, if that. Like, Kevin, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert. I, I'm, like, who else would be somebody that would, like, be able to contest that shot like that? Not that many. Not very many at all. And, like, even those guys, like... They're still below... Yeah, you're not really going to contest it unless, like, Porzingis elevates poorly or... Exactly. Like that. Which, I mean, he's not a huge jumper on his shot, but still, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a tough. Quick I mean, he releases it high and everything. Like, it's tough to defend. What else What else you got? You got anything or are we, we out of here? Man, we can we can call it. I think I've uh, overstayed my we'll welcome do, here. We'll do, we'll do a part four at some point. Yeah. Oh, I got a blog post coming up, so people ah, can check it out. Check out the blog. What's your, what's your blog again? Jay Hustis at WordPress. Or jhustis.wordpress.com. jhustis.wordpress.com. That's don't right. follow Josh on Twitter. He's a my dad refers. Don't to Don't follow you me as, if you don't want to laugh. My dad refers to you as the cyberbully. Am I a cyberbully? You are apparently. Oh, interesting. You haven't been that mean lately, though. Uh, it's been a busy summer. I gotta say, I gotta get and, back on. And like, <laughs> like I said, like I said at the top of the show, I'll be back on Friday with another episode. But um, I am going to Tuesday, Thursday. Next week, you can head to iTunes, subscribe to Locked on Thunder. Once you're, once you're there, leave a review. The reviews always help. Give us five stars. Five stars are nice. Uh, questions, comments, email LockedOnThunder at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Fred Katz, F-R-E-D-K-A-T-Z. And you can log on to NormanTranscript.com to check out my blog there. That's Thunder Road. It's under the sports tab on the site, NormanTranscript.com, slash sports, slash Thunder Road. And that's free agent coverage and other articles and and. You know, following up on whatever other thunder stuff is there, Josh. Uh, part three, part th- I think it went okay. I think it went all right. I think we did. A good yeah, job. I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do it today for today. Going to be back on Friday with another episode. Until then, Locked On Thunder is locking up. <laughs> <laughs>